Welcome to the Mama of Both Worlds podcast, the podcast for mamas in business who are looking to find success in a world where motherhood and business collide. I'm your host, Jasenia, wife, homeschooling mama to three beautiful boys, vanilla chai tea lover, and business mentor to mamas in business. I quit my nine to five job and started my own business seven years ago, and I haven't looked back. Now, I teach mamas how to advance their businesses so they could advance their families. It's possible to be an exceptional mama and a successful business owner at the same time. With each episode, you'll walk away feeling confident about what your next move is. So what do you say, mama? You in? Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama of Both Worlds podcast. This week's episode, we are getting into market research. You know what market research is, right? Or maybe you don't. So let's start there. What is market research? Market research is what business owners conduct to learn more about their audience, more specifically their ideal clients. They want to learn about their needs, what they're looking for, what their pain points are, what they're struggling with. They, they use market research to learn more about their audience. And here's where it gets interesting. I personally believe that market research is responsible for stunting your growth. There, I said it. I think it's responsible for stunting your growth. I do. I think that it keeps people stuck. It prevents them from making money and it causes unnecessary overwhelm and burnout. How is that possible? How is this tool that on the surface seems like a very positive business tool stunting your growth? I've come up with three ways this is happening. Number one, it's not used properly. Number two, it's used prematurely. And number three, people are hiding behind market research. So let's look into each of those individually. The first is, it's not used properly. I think that we depend on market research to be the answer to all of our problems, to be the answer to how we should be building offers, to what kind of content we should be putting out there, to how we should be attracting ideal clients. We rely heavily on the feedback that we are getting from our market research. And you know what that does? It really detracts from your authority as the expert in your field. I don't think it's being used properly. I think that we're relying too heavily on the outcome and on the responses that we're getting, which leads me to number two. It's used prematurely. If you don't have a thorough understanding of who your ideal client is, then you're going to put your market research out there and the wrong person is going to respond. Why does that matter? It matters because you're not going to get feedback that you can actually use. You're not going to get accurate feedback. Maybe you have a surface understanding of your market, of your ideal client, but until you dig in and truly understand what help they need, why they need that help, the result that they want to achieve, and even how you do the thing that you do so you can get them to the result they want, you don't have enough information to conduct market research. And I see this happening all the time in Facebook groups, on Instagram. People are putting out market research 
asking for a response, asking for feedback, and they haven't even put out any qualifying factors. It's just a blanket statement of, would you, would you buy into this offer? Is this service something that you would need? Is this a service that you would invest in? No qualifying factors, nothing to say who it's for, nothing to say at what stage of life this person is in, at what stage of business this person is in. And so what happens is everybody's going to answer. People who are not this individual's ideal client are going to answer. And so they're not going to get accurate feedback. If you're asking someone, let's take a business example here. As a business coach, if I'm asking somebody, and I'm just putting a a market research question out there, would you invest $5,000 into one-on-one coaching? If this is a person who's never made a dollar in their business, who just started their business yesterday, chances are they're going to say no, right? Chances are a majority of the people starting their business who haven't made a dollar in their business, who haven't invested in mindset work, who are literally like out of the gate starting, are not going to want to invest $5,000 as their very first investment. But if I'm talking to seasoned business owners, if I'm talking to people who have been doing this a while, who are looking for support and accountability, who have done mindset work, who have already taken courses, who have already tried to do it themselves, who are at a different point, right, in their journey, they're going to have a different response. But if I'm not putting those qualifying factors out there, I'm going to get feedback from those business owners who are also just starting out. They're going to say no. And then I'm going to question whether or not I should actually be charging the value that I know my offer holds because no one wants to pay for that. When that's not true. It's not that they don't want to pay for that. It's that I didn't actually qualify the market research that I put out there. And so conducting market research before you have an understanding of who your ideal client is, is going to leave you feeling more confused, more deflated than you were before you even put the market research out there. And how do you think you're going to show up and provide value and build offers when you're feeling like you don't even know what your ideal client wants? right? You've put this information out into the world and you didn't get the feedback that you were hoping for and you're feeling deflated and you're feeling like maybe you shouldn't be on this path. And so now you're going back to the drawing board, you're starting all over, which leads to that burnout and that overwhelm I was talking about because you spent all of this time making this offer, preparing it, building it, hoping and and thinking that it was the exact thing that your ideal client needs. But you got feedback from someone who wasn't your ideal client. Or maybe, or maybe you haven't even determined who your ideal client is and you're putting feelers out and you're not getting the responses that you want. And so again, you're feeling deflated. You're feeling like what you have to offer isn't wanted. What you have to offer isn't needed. What you have to offer isn't good enough. And that's a problem. That's a problem that market research is causing. The last reason that I think market research is stunting your growth is because I believe that people are hiding behind market research, meaning it's an excuse that business owners can hide behind when they're too scared to put themselves out there. So they tell themselves that they can't start 
They can't put the offer out there. They can't start making money or making more money on a new high ticket offer because they don't know enough about their ideal client's needs or their wants or their desires or their problems. And so again, they want to conduct market research first. This is what actually causes business owners to turn to market research. They don't feel confident in what they have to offer. They don't feel confident calling themselves an expert because they haven't yet uncovered what it is they're an expert at. If you don't know what your expertise is in, if you don't know the transformation that you can guide your ideal client through, if you don't know how you can guide your ideal client through to that transformation, if you don't know what the root problem is that is causing the pain points that your ideal client is experiencing, if you do not have the clarity and the insight to what is driving your ideal client to wanting that transformation, and you don't have the framework that provides your ideal client the transformation that they're looking for, you're not going to feel like an expert and you're not going to present yourself as an expert and you're not going to convey the value that you bring to the table and you're going to hide behind market research. You're going to tell yourself that you don't know what it is that you already know. Listen, as the expert, your audience, your ideal clients are turning to you for help. When you can position yourself as an expert in the industry that you serve, people will come to you asking for help. People will come and ask you for more information about how they can work with you. People are going to look to you as the solution to their problem, to your service, to your course, to your product, as the solution to their problem. So it's important that you can present yourself as the expert in your industry so that people will want to work with you, so that they'll want to learn from you, so that they'll want to buy from you, so that they'll want to work with you. This is why it's important to uncover your expertise. And I talk about this all the time. Go back and listen to episode one, two, three, all of the prior episodes. Uncovering your expertise is important. It's important so that you can become a sought after expert in your industry so that people will look to you and trust that you know how to get them what they want. That transformation that they're looking for, the results that they're hoping to achieve, they will trust that you know how to get them there because you have extended yourself as the expert in this industry. So what does it mean to uncover your expertise? How do I help my clients uncover their expertise? First, we identify your ideal client. We do this by getting very clear on identifying factors like the pain points your ideal client is experiencing and more importantly, the root problem that is causing these pain points. We also dive into building on the realm of possibility In other words, the situations and circumstances and possibilities that your ideal client is dreaming of making a reality. Next, we define your niche. And the way I teach my clients to do this is to niche down into the transformation that they bring about for their clients. Niching down this way allows you to expand the topics you can talk about rather than feel boxed in because you're always going to be circling back to that transformation that you bring about. And finally, we build a framework that explains exactly how you intend on helping your clients achieve that transformation. 
We do this because when you are clear on how you help your clients, and not just theoretically, but like the actual steps that you help guide them through, you convey that value to them and you build trust. They begin to trust that you know how to get them to the other side. You know how to get them to that transformation and to those results that they're hoping to achieve. This is why we work on uncovering your expertise first. When you know what your expertise is, when you can define it, when you have those qualifying factors, then we can talk about conducting market research. Then it makes sense to do that. But before you have this uncovered, before you have a sense of who it is you help, how you help them, and the actual steps you're going to use to get them to the transformation they actually desire, then market research is literally going to stunt your growth. It's going to keep you small. It's going to keep you second guessing. It's going to keep you making excuses to start, making excuses to make offers, to show up on your social media, to conduct trainings, to put on trainings. It's going to keep you from making those connections that you need to be making with your ideal clients. Once you uncover your expertise, once you actually step into being an expert, you're no longer going to need to conduct market research the way that you might be conducting it now. You're not going to need to ask your audience and your ideal clients what it is they want, what it is they're looking for, because you're going to know this, right? The work that we do helps you get very clear and very familiar again, with their pain points, with their root problems, with the realm of possibility. We're going to talk about the transformation that they actually want to bring about. So now you're the expert. You don't have to turn to them for the answers. They're going to turn to you for the answers. They're looking at you as the expert saying, hey, what are the steps I need to take? Hey, how can I get my life back on track? Hey, how can I lose these last five pounds? Hey, how can I grow my business? They're turning to you, asking you as the expert to guide them, to tell them the steps that they need to take, to listen to them. When you own your expertise, you can show up as a sought after expert in your industry. You'll start to attract the exact type of person that you want to work with. And this is great. Because this is the perfect type of market research, working with clients one-on-one to really get to know them, to really understand their desires, their needs, their pain points, to hear what they have to say in their own words so that you can turn around and use that language in your content so that you can use that content to show others that you understand them that you understand what they're feeling, that you understand what they're thinking. You want your ideal client to think that you are in their head. Like, how is it that she knows this is what I'm thinking? The best type of market research that you could conduct is working with a client one-on-one. And this doesn't mean that you have to do one-on-one forever. But if you don't feel like you yet have a grasp and an understanding on your ideal client, or you want to test out your framework and make sure that those steps are really going to get them to that transformation, then working with them one-on-one is the way to do that. It's the way to learn best. 
because you're going to use your framework to guide you, but you're going to use their experiences and their situations and circumstances to tweak your framework, to tweak your guide, to tweak the way that you help your audience and your ideal client so that you can serve them best. That's the kind of market research that I want you conducting. The type that gets you paid, the type that gets you results, and the type that actually serves your audience. So here's the takeaway. Here's what I recommend. More than just conducting market research, posting in a Facebook group, asking for a response on a poll in your Instagram stories, I would rather you use that time to dig into your expertise. Dig into who your market is. Dig into what you know about how you can help them. Trust yourself as the expert. Step into that expertise. Step into your intuition. Establish that framework and that process and then put it out there and start working with people. Start showing them how you can help them. Again, that is the best way to conduct market research so that it works for you and it works for your audience. It's a win-win. In the event that you are still wanting to conduct market research, here are a few pointers. If you are going to conduct market research, and again, it's not a bad thing. It's not something that you should avoid forever. It's just something that you don't want to conduct prematurely. It's something that you don't want to hide behind. And it's something that you want to do correctly so that it actually produces the results you're looking for. So If you're going to conduct market research, if you believe that you're at a point where you are ready to be conducting market research so that it works for you, here's what I think you should do. Number one, obviously we talked about, make sure you're talking to people in your market because it's not market research otherwise. Number two, know that there's more than one way to conduct it. And what I mean by that is I want you to listen more than you speak. Your ideal client is out there talking about what her pain points are, talking about what is keeping her up at night, talking about the transformation that she wants to uncover, that she wants to achieve. Are you actually listening? Start to listen, go into the Facebook groups where you know she is hanging out, see what she's posting. Number three, don't ask open-ended questions. Don't, Don't give them the floor. Guide them with the answers that you're looking for. Right? Give them multiple choice questions where you're just looking for which one do they prefer more than the other. Don't ask open-ended questions unless for some reason or another the question really lends itself to an open-ended question. Try to be specific so that you're getting the kind of response you're looking for. And last, judge the details, not the substance. What do I mean by that? Don't ask them What kind of content do you want me to put out? What kind of training are you looking for me to put on for you? That clouds your expertise. It doesn't really make it look like you're the expert here. You're asking them, what kind of information do you want me to put out? You should be the expert. You should know what they need to hear. You should know the steps they need to take. So if you're going to ask them for feedback, judge the details, meaning Ask them, which training do you want me to put on for you first? And give them two or three options. That's going to allow you to gauge their interest without making it look like you don't know what you're talking about and you're looking to them for the answers, right? So 
If you're going to use it, follow these pointers. And I think that you'll get more results and you'll be able to use the market research that you gain. If you're not at a point where you're ready to be conducting market research because of everything that we went over and you haven't uncovered your expertise and you feel like you're hiding behind the fact that you haven't stepped into your expertise, you haven't really owned who it is you help and how you help them in the framework and you can't talk to that yet. If that's something that you are ready to uncover because you're thinking, I'm done wasting time on market research, I'm done wasting time hiding behind the fact that I am an expert, I'm ready to uncover what I am an expert at and how that expertise can help the type of person I want to help, I want to invite you to book a strategy call with me. I conduct two and a half hour strategy calls called Path to Expertise. We spend two and a half hours uncovering all of the ins and outs of your business as it pertains to your ideal client, your niche, your framework, so that you can establish the content and the messaging that's going to attract the people that you want to work with. So you don't have to wait to put out your offer. You don't have to wait to start working with people. You don't have to wait for the market research to roll in. Let's get you started now. Let's get that high ticket offer out there for you. Let's get you working with more clients. Maybe what you're doing so far has landed you the first few clients and you're ready to expand. If that is something that you're interested in, I want you to reach out to me because I can help you with this. I want to help you step into your expertise so you're no longer looking to your audience for the answers. I want you to start providing answers to them. If this is something that interests you, you can reach me on my Instagram at Mama of Both Worlds. I will drop the link in the show notes, but you can also go to mamasnextmove.com, get some information there, reach out to me. I'm ready to talk with you and I'm ready to help you uncover your expertise. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, remember to subscribe. And if you want to stay updated on all of the awesome things I have going on, head on over to mamasnextmove.com. I'm Jasenia, and I will see you next week.